Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. going everybody bueno dias all right anyway welcome to revolution everybody um thank you ken glad it sounds good and looks good um that's my blanket from uh, riot fest that i got when uh my good buddy my good buddy brent called me one day and said Yo, um, come to Chicago and see the Misfits reunite. And I said, and then he's like, and Morrissey will be there. And I was like, and then he was like, social distortion will be there and the descendants will be there. And so I went to Chicago, but you know, there's the dead time. So I bought the blanket so I could lay under a tree. Cause it was like a two day fest, lay under a tree, three day fest, I think. Put it on my and just sleep under the tree. It was a good time. Um, yeah, Danzig. Well, good morning, everybody. Glad to see you here. I can't believe it's August first. Honestly, I just wrote my rent check because I was had no idea that it was August until this morning, and I was like, "Holy moly! It's uh, it's August. July is over. We're all getting older, and we're dying. It's the good news, yeah." This pain won't last forever. Um, so anyway, you don't hear that every Sunday morning at church, do you? Uh, or gatherings, as we call this now. So yeah, my kiddos are... Uh, we do a new. I got a new parenting schedule, which I know everybody loves to hear about. Especially Pete. Pete Rollins just loves for me to go over my parenting schedule with him. He's just, you know, he's just... He's a beautiful mind. And he just loves to go over it. Um, we're doing the... 552 or the 5252, I don't know even how you say all that stuff. Um, anybody who's divorced and has kids will know what I'm talking about. Um, so we had a really choppy parenting schedule. Um, so I just had my kids for five days, which is the longest stretch we've had since we, this, with this new schedule. And so I've got a couple stuffies, as my kids call them, mini stuffies. I always buy them stuffed animals. Um, probably because I'm my mother's son and gifts are my love language. Oh, and what's that? Original Sex Pistols UK framed edition. Yeah, it is. That's weird that that's there. Um, it's really beat up, so that's why I just put it in the frame. Like, even the record is, like, pretty scratched, but it's pretty awesome. So, there you go. Um, enjoy that. I know it's backwards, but drink it in. Um lot going on, so let's just kind of get some, some, some practicalities out of the way. Um, first of all, uh, is you're probably going, where's Caleb? Um, Caleb has, uh, is decided to take a, 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 a time, some time off, a leave of absence, leave of absence for a little bit um, to kind of deal with some personal stuff in his own life. And so... It's like I said, it's, it, it's temper, temporary, temporal, and uh, he'll be back, but he's going to take some time off and work on some stuff in his own life. And so he's still here in Seattle, um, but, you know, just be thinking about him. If you pray, pray, praying for him. And, um, you know, I will uh, let him decide on how much he wants to share and doesn't want to share with folks. So if you're his friends, you can reach out to him. But uh, just respect his privacy as well. Be, 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 be good lads. Good laddies. Um, so, yeah, that's going on. And with that happening right now, um, Caleb brings a lot to the table for the church, um, for the community. I'm sorry. I still say the word. I, you, it's not that we're not a church. It's just... I'm just kind of getting tired of the churches 
that word church right now. I just, there's, everybody's so divided. We'll talk about that when I get into my talk. Um, but, but Caleb brings a lot to the table, you know, the, his ideas for the, you know, meet your congregation afterwards. And, um, also the, oh no, he does meet your congregation, but he also, the, the, the afterglow, you know, and so usually I have him back there reading some of the stuff. So I'll start to read some of your comments because I do like that part. But Caleb brought that all in and he's a integral part of that. So right now we're not going to have all that going on um, for a, a bit of time. So um, definitely his presence is going to be missed because he's an integral part of this work. So please be patient with us and everything we're doing um, as we go moving forward. Now, Josh who you'll see on the Revolution handle, who's in Long Island. Um, and that's why he likes my hat. So Reverend Vince told me when I moved to New York, I could not like the Yankees anymore uh, because it's like, like, it's like voting for your, your, your landlord's team. And um, funny enough, my landlord, who I was friends with, was a, a Mets fan. Um, but anyway, so I'm missing Brooklyn. I'm missing New York. It's car hot. I saw it, and I had to get it. Um, so this is me carrying a little Brooklyn with me today. Um, yeah, so there's that. So Josh is going to be helping us out. Me and Josh actually met this week uh, over the phone, and we talked about New York hardcore. Um, we talked this week about uh, we went over the uh, Mevo camera that we purchased, and we figured it out. The only thing we got to figure out now is how we pay for multiple things. So we're hoping to be on multiple channels so like people can be able to watch the service, not just here on Facebook Live. But um, we're already on YouTube, but it will be on YouTube, then live on YouTube, and then maybe even live on Twitter, and who knows, maybe even live on Instagram. So we'd have multiple places that we are live at once, which would really help get the word out, you know. Um, obviously we'll be looking for locations in, um, Seattle soon, uh, but a lot's going on with the coronavirus, kind of everything it's doing and all the media confusion. So we're just going to kind of, you know, play it cool and see what happens. Um, yeah, it's been a long week for Jay. Very long week. Um, you know, Caleb's dealing with his stuff, and um, also, you know, last week we canceled because I got some bad news right before service. Um, yeah, uh, I'm tired, and, and it's been a tough week. Also, one of the things I wanted to tell you guys is, is that financially, the church is not doing good uh, in July. I, uh, now that it's August 1st, I guess I can say this. is There was no pay. I didn't get paid in July. Um we got our bills taken care of uh, that needed to be taken care of, and that's good. Um, but yeah, we're not doing great financially. Um, so, and often we, we kind of depend on one or two people that really donate. And when those folks don't donate, it's tough. Now, and you don't want to be like, hey, what's up with your, you know, it's donations. You know, people are giving you money to do this work. You know, that's how nonprofits work. Um, but yeah, so we could really use your support. And if you're going like, Hey, I just came into a lot of money <laughs> uh, my Bitcoin. I just, you know, or my dog do or whatever they call those coins now, um, just came through. Um, you know, if you want to make a donation to what we're doing, that would be great. Um, we don't have commercials. We don't have any of that. Um, we're hoping to do more, even do some teaching seminars that maybe we'll charge a little bit for. We'll help go to the church, you know, where it's like a teaching or, you know, maybe I'll do some teaching on Tillich and some different things like that as we get more organized. But like I said, you know, we're, we're a man down right now. And, um, so that's going on. I also got, you know, some personal information this week that I, I thought I would be fine with, but for some reason it kind of hit me really weird. And, um, you know, it was kind of tough to deal with and kind of go through the week dealing with that. And luckily, I've got an amazing uh, analyst, which is a psychoanalyst, uh, there, who's been really great uh, to help me through that. But yeah, so so we're, we're kind of having a tough time right now. So I'm just always transparent with you guys. And that's where we're at. Um, you can go to revolutionchurch.com and do the support there. I'm sure, you know, maybe Josh can even put the link up if 
I don't know if that's possible. Um, I'm not familiar with this technology. That is the devil's workshop. Um, I'm just up here. But yeah, we, if you want to go there and, and support us a little bit, that would be great. Um, so thank you. There you go. There's that. All that crapola out of the way. Um, but yeah, life is tough, and it's tough for each one of us. We all go through tough times. We all suffer. We all, you know, we all have to live life on life's terms, and it's not easy, but that's okay, you know, because that's life. And you don't always get what you expect, and you have to stay on, you know, keep moving forward. You know, we've been doing Revolution since 94, so that's 20, what is that? 26, 27 years almost. I'm 45 now. I was like 18 when we started. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty nuts. Um, so if you want to invest in something that's consistent, if you want to donate to a church that's consistent, Revolution is a consistent community that's been around for a long time. That's my pitch. We, we are consistent. We are there. We may have moved from city to city and state to state, but eventually we'll probably be in your state. Um, but... You know, we've stayed consistent. It's funny when you, like, this. it's like times like this where I can't, like, look at, like, preachers and sneakers and stuff like that because you're just like, oh, my God. Like, that's insane. Of course, I wear really high-end sneakers. That's why I only shoot from the chest up and really high-end pants. So I don't want anybody to see that. Um, wink. Um... So yeah, we can use your help. My financial guy is like, what are you doing? Are you asking people for money? And then, and then Steve recently was like, are you, you know, you should ask for money. So this is what I'm doing. Please, if you can give to us, you know, and you'd be like, well, I don't want to give to a group of people that are trying to win people to Jesus. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm not trying to win anybody to Jesus. I'm just trying to help you think well, ask questions, um, look at the world differently. And I do that through a lot of Jesus' teachings and Paul's teachings, uh, Hegel's teachings and things like that. But um, it's a different, Revolution's a very different community than most. And I've uh, been really influenced by Peter Rollins and pyrotheology. And now Hegel and even Freud. I've been listening to some Freud and like it's just mind-boggling how um, well of a, how, how, how well, Freud wrote. He's such a good writer. Even if you don't agree with everything Freud said, because I'm sure you're smarter than he is, or was. But yeah, he's he's pretty pretty clever fellow. Um, we're going to be in Philippians. So if you have your Bibles with you, flip on over to Philippians. Um, I'm such a bad pastor, that uh, bad teacher. <laughs> that uh, I was like, oh, I want to do that verse. I was like, oh, it's in Philippians. Philippians is in the New Testament, right? And that was my first thought. Um, so well, let's just get into that. Paul Tillich, who was one of the greatest theologians and philosophers of the 20th century, was, I think, on the cover of Time magazine and I want to say either 63 or 68. I'm not sure on that date completely. I get like when the Beatles came and uh, when Tillich was on the cover of uh, Time magazine. Confused. Um, but Tillich, Paul Tillich, great thinker, great communicator. Again, another great communicator, another amazing writer that he can write books that like you can barely understand and then he can do sermons that anybody can understand. Um... But, but Tillich said something like this. He said, he talks about the God beyond God. Um, what happens at the death of God? What is on the other side of that? When, when, and so I wrote in my own thoughts and my own ideas, kind of my own kind of step back even just from that little the God beyond God idea was what happens when we kill the God we have made in our own image? Or in our tribe's image. You know, what happens when that God ceases to exist? And as a lot of us who are raised in the church 
and then started asking questions and stuck around, we start to realize that even the God that we were raised with and the traditions that we were raised with don't exist within um, the structure of Christianity, uh, don't exist within the structure of the Bible. You know, like we just kind of, oh, we've created certain things, you know. We've Americanized it, you know. It's like supersize. We've supersized the Bible. And, um, and, and we also don't understand how Judaism works or things like that. And so we just take the New Testament and just kind of turn it into like our own thing. Um, so, so here is the idea of like what is the God beyond God? The God that exists beyond belief, the God that exists beyond doubt, the God that exists beyond atheism, um, even the God that exists beyond, um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Agnosticism. What's that? What is that? Uh, for me, that was something I found in recovery in the 12 steps. Um, and something I found more through Rollins's work, uh, through McGowan's work, and through Hegel, and through Tillich. Um, something greater than I ever grasped. Something bigger, something more, but it's just something that I cannot even verbalize. Just something that is. Um, something that is, is and isn't. It, far as east to west that kind of thing so you could almost have some biblical support for this idea and this concept and so that's where i've been moving lately is the god beyond god that idea of living even beyond faith and doubt um and way way beyond certainty of either doubt or faith it's a strange place to be and i'm not a i'm not a a mystic or anything like that. I'm not like, oh, you know, I'm not going to bring out the crystals or anything like that. It's not even that. It's, it's something that it's just, I think we can, we can't grasp that it makes it so great. Um, so, and, and you don't think that there's anything beyond, it's hard to sometimes think that there's something beyond existence. And um, it's pretty radical when you start to kind of like go, oh, I mean, that could only be God. Anyway, we're not going to get too much into that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I've confused some of you. It's not my plan, but um, don't worry. The Lutherans love Paul Tillich, and so he's not a complete heretic. <laughs> That's my job. Um, so in Philippians, we're going to, we're going to start out with Philippians uh, 3. So flipping on over there. I love pastor, dad, pastor jokes, combining the two. Because usually pastors can be dads or moms, and so they like the cheesy jokes. Um, so what happens when we kill the God that we've made in our own image or that we've made in our tribe's image or that we've made in our political image or our God's image or, you know, patriotic image? Um, now we go into the scripture all these contradictions get used to contradictions because that's just part of life one and part of my work I embrace the dialectic and I embrace contradictions I, 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 they do work together often and sometimes a contradiction or a dialectic two opposite ideas that kind of come together and sometimes they can kind of come together and live somewhere beyond truth and you're going I don't know about that Jay that's okay you don't have to trust me on that Look into it, research it, read, study, do the work. Um, but I've even found that in my own, my, seeing my analyst. And my analyst says, you know, there's something here. There's a, you have these two contradictions. And I'm like, oh, and, you know, is, is there a truth? And he goes, no, it's something that's beyond truth. And that really stuck with me, this idea of something that, that's beyond this idea of right or wrong is something that just lives beyond that. It's like the God beyond God. And you get into this really, really high, deeper level of, of, life, of living and life and seeing things differently. And you go, oh, it's not all black and white. It's, well, is it gray? You know, but 
Is gray okay? And I think he's like, yeah, this gray is important. This is an important gray. And, um, and so that's where I'm at. I live in, in the, what is it, Schroeder's cat or I don't know, Schoenberger's cat. I can't even remember his name, but the dead cat that's alive and dead in the box at the same time. Anyway, I'm not going to get too much into that. Corinthians, nope, Philippians 3, 10. Um, Paul writes, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his suffering by becoming like him in his death if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Now, why I want to talk about the resurrection from the dead when I'm saying that God be on God and things like that is because I'm going to bring it back home. I'm going to bring it back into my wheelhouse, into my more expertise ideas, is that Christ and resurrection beyond death is something that Paul really did work hard on, on helping us see, the ideas of grace, unconditional love, uh, no no hierarchy, no male, no female, no Jew, no Gentile, no slave, no free, you know, lo uh, taking Christ's teachings of loving your enemies even to another degree because he had this idea of, of this concept of grace, which we've talked about here before, is anarchy because it doesn't follow anybody's laws and it's in so inclusive that it's more inclusive than any of us will ever be or want to be or admit that we're not. Um, and so Paul builds on that, what's past that. So it's almost the God beyond God, the Christ beyond Christ. You know, Paul doesn't really talk a lot about the life of Christ. He talks about something that happens after Christ. You know, in, in, in the, uh, you know, we hear the apostles, I mean, the, the apostles, um, you know, the 12, we hear them, you know, we, we read the gospels and we see Christ's life and what happened and, oh, he did this, and Jesus said this, you know. And Paul is more fact focused on what happens post-Christ, what happens to Christ after Christ. And that's where these concepts of grace and inclusion and these different things come in. This is also why I always hammer on the idea that you should really question the pastoral epistles and look at them in different ways. And, and I don't value them at, at all, really, um, because I think they do Paul a great disservice. And they do uh, the idea of what is life after Christ? What is living in the resurrection? Um, I was talking to my friend Steve, who I think it was, it was told when he was like 33 years old that he would die from HIV in the 80s when everybody was dying. And, um, you know, on Monday, he turned 69. I hope I didn't, I hope that was okay to give out his age. He turns 49. Um, good looking fellow. Um, and he's a miracle. And he's, to me, I look at Steve's life as someone who's living within the resurrection, living the second coming in his life. You know, science, ec medical experts, the whole world said, you're dead. You are going to die. And and now he's survived a freaking global pandemic. You know, it, it's this idea is that 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 Steve Steve Peters is living the resurrection because by science and by medical understanding and by just even general understanding of that what happened at that time, he is dead. To their understanding, he died. He had to die. But there was something greater than him and greater than himself that said, no, he must live. And so I see that as a type of resurrection, if you will, if I can play with words today and try to take a, a more radical view of this. And my own self, three years ago, tried to take my life and failed and woke up in a hospital. Um, didn't plan that. And to me, it's almost like I've had a second lease on life of seeing something greater than myself, living something greater than myself, but also at the same time, accepting myself. My mom, in the like, late 70s, early 80s, wrote this book called I Gotta Be Me. And, you know, I thought, oh, that's cute. And, you know, she did this little book and blah, blah, blah. And, and I remember when someone said, gotta be me. That doesn't sound very Christian to me, you know. Um, a real progressive person said that too once. I remember thinking that. And I was like, okay. Um, 
And what I've realized is I do have to be me in order to live. And some of the reasons why I didn't want to live is because I wasn't being me and who I am and, and who I believe I was, you know, created to be. And so I had to be me and learn the importance of that. And sharing in the death and resurrection is sharing in that suffering and remembering in that suffering that you had so much happening. You had doubt, Christ feeling abandoned on the cross, you know, Christ making sure his mother was taken care of, and Christ forgiving everyone, saying, they really don't get this. They don't grasp what's happening here, you know. So you have that all happening within this horrific death. And within this resurrection, Paul's not talking about the days that Jesus walked to the earth. Paul's talking about Christ after. Like this is, we are living within a time of the resurrection. And I also kind of worry, I also kind of worry this. Is that maybe we're waiting on something that's happening already. Maybe we're waiting on something and it's here in the now and we're living in it okay i'm not going to get that that's a that's just an idea so i'm just throwing out ideas and thoughts so just do what you want with that um but i like that and the reason i i read that verse is 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 one of the, the things that paul the cool thing about philippians is philippians is written from prison paul is in prison when he's writing this book um for preaching the gospel um he oversold some timeshares. It was really weird. Um, no. So Paul's in, um, in prison. And one of the verses that I think a lot of us hear a lot, can hear a lot of, um, probably heard a lot growing up, is Philippians um, 4, uh, 13, where it says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I remember being you know, a teenager and like, I'm going to put that on my skateboard so I can do all these tricks through Christ who strengthens me. And, um, but that's not the concept. You know, I remember hearing preachers say this about, you know, like if I wanted to, when I was asking you guys to make donations and saying, Hey, can you support our work? Cause we're hurting right now. The church is kind of broke right now. Um, I would have been like, you know, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, you know, and we can get on TV and we can do this and we can be on four different stations, you know. And, but what Paul is saying is I can do this prison time through Christ who strengthens me. I can enjoy life, I can live life well, and I can also suffer life through Christ who strengthens me. That's what he's saying. And, I, and I'm going to, well, let's take a broader look at this for a second. Uh, in Philippians 10, one, uh, and, I mean, it was 10, 1, in and Philippians 4, 10, it says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last I have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Now that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned in this content with whatever I, I have learned to live within this content or this context of being able to, to learn with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and going hungry, of having plenty and having been in need. I can do, and that's where he says this, I can do all things through him, Christ, who strengthens me. In any case, it was kind of you to share in my distress. So he's saying, I can make it, I can live this life. Um, I've learned to do that. But your concern and your support has really helped me. I honestly didn't plan that to be in line with us saying like, hey, we need support right now. That wasn't the plan because it's an old fundraising trick. Um, but that's what he's saying. He's saying, you know, I can make it through this, but I can make it better through with you. I can do all things. I can do prison time. Now, the reason I, I, I actually am doing Philippians, I'm going to do this backwards. We're going to doop, doop, and now we're going to jump into the front of Philippians. Is for this very interesting reason, I think, is when he's saying, I can do all things that strengthen me. 
Now, for me, when I think about this idea of the concept of God beyond God is when I'm able to just live my life. I'm able to live my life and live in a place that is me. It, it, it has doubt in it. It has faith in it. It has atheism in it. Um, it has uh, um, agnosticism in it. And it also has apathy in it. That's the hardest one. Apathy is when you just, I just don't care. I just, sometimes I just feel like I'm just, I'm so tired. You know, you get so tired and you get so tired of going that you just kind of go like, I'm done. I just don't feel anything right now. And so for me, this is beyond that God being moves, takes all that within it, all those contradictions, all the dialectics, takes it and goes, and it just, so that's me. Yeah, that all, but we all live here. We all live there. That's why this is important. It's because we all live in these places where those areas in our lives exist and come through us. And we have times of experience where we just don't care. Like once a month, I can be sitting in my room and my phone can just be like, ding, ding, brr, brr, and I don't even care. Like usually I'm like, you know, people know me. I'm always online doing stuff, always on, on my phone. Honestly, it's a bad habit that I'd like to change because I think the phone is a machine that lies to us. Um, a lot, some truth, but a lot of lies as well. Um, and it stresses me out, but there's some, some, like once a month, I just like, so, you know, that's the once a month you don't want to reach out to Jay if everything in your life is going to hell. Cause I'm just like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just don't care. I just don't have the strength to even care right now. I don't even have the strength to read something right now or to even stare at a screen or look at a screen. It's just all wiped out. And I was thinking about that last night. Um, but this idea of faith, this, this idea of this concept of something beyond, you know, the resurrection, the God beyond God, the God that exists after the death of God, if you will. Um, it allows for these, this, these areas to be, and for me to be, and for me to rest, and to be and do all things, and have all those things, and for me, through Christ, through the concept of grace, to have all those things. That's where grace kind of moves through it all. Even to like, for me, grace, if tomorrow someone came in and was like, look, I've proven that Jesus didn't exist and that this is all a lie and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, guess what? I had got a gift from this person that was made up and doesn't exist and it's called grace. And um, that's never going anywhere because it's eternal. You know, it's beyond my understanding and I will live through that and with that forever. So there you go. That's me. It's still the resurrection. Um, but in, in, in first Philippians, I love this. I can do all things thing because I think he hits you. I think Paul has this weird train of thought where sometimes he writes, Oh, and he gets another idea and he's like, Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, like, but it, it could have been set up in a little bit of a different order. You know, like he'll rant. Like, I feel like Romans and Ephesians both kind of like, you know, like, Oh my gosh, we're all going to hell. And then blue grace, grace, grace. you know, it's like this. You know, and sometimes I'm like, oh, you should put all that in the front and then put this in the back. And this is how I would have done it. But at the same time, you know, it's good if you're just reading it out of blue, blue. And, um, you know, if you're like somebody, at, you know, looking at the Gideon Bible in the in the hotel. Uh, uh, um, but Philippians 2, uh, what was it? 1 through 6. Paul writes, if then there is any encouragement in Christ and any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambitions or conceit but in humility. Regard others as better than yourself. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God. And I feel like a lot of us 
we're not even in the form of God, or maybe we're made in God's image. We do return the favor and create God in our own image, and we become God. Look at how some of us act on, on um, social media when our ideas and thoughts are questioned. I mean, if you don't think canceling is a God move, you know, you're missing, you're going like, I cancel you. I give you grace. I give you mercy. I give you favor. I take my favor off of you. I mean, it sounds like this, like, really strange Christian God that I grew up with, like the idea of a Christian God that I grew up with, not what I believe God to be now. Um, but that concept of this, like, kind of whimsical God of, these are the bad people, these are the good people, and these, you know, like, in just a real, like, sixth grade reading of the gospel, you know, because not understanding, you know, the original language or customs of the time or the text, you know, even really the text, or, um, you know, when it was written and to whom it was written and what it was written about. So, you know, when, when you just have this kind of like, pew. So, so what the idea here is when you go and you look in Paul saying, I can do all things, and then Paul here at the very beginning, one of the all things I think that would be covered by that is help me to not see other people as, help me not to see myself as better than other people. You know, let me not live in a world where I demand my own way. I mean, to me, it's like Christians are known for one thing in the United States, and that is a group of folks that demand their own way, and if they don't get it, they're going to freaking pass a law to make it that way, so you have to do it. And that's exactly the opposite of the gospel. That's exactly the opposite of what Paul says. You know, you don't come in and say, like, everybody's got to be a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you're done. You know, everybody's got to live like a Christian. If you don't live like a Christian, you're done. You know, it doesn't say that. You know, he's encouraged us to be of one mind in our communities and to think different ways. You know, but, you know, that's why I think our community is so cool is that we have such a diverse community of thinking. Our thoughts of our community are so different. We have different political beliefs and different ideas and different ideas of what God is and, and different ideas of faith and, and sexuality and all these different thoughts. And we come together as a community and we disagree well. And when you disagree well, you are being in one accord because you're saying there's room for us to not have to agree. We can be of one mind by agreeing to disagree well and respectful and to argue well with one another. You know, that's the thing is we think of being in one accord as no arguing. I mean, the disciples argued with each other. Paul and Peter argued with each other. Paul and James, I don't think, even liked each other. But they were a part of a community, and there was an area for them to speak truth to one another, to disagree with one another, but there wasn't room to throw one another out. There was something beyond it. It was something that they both saw that was beyond it. And Paul saw something that was way beyond the resurrection, way beyond their understanding, way beyond their, even their own experiences, way beyond even Peter's own experiences walking with Jesus. Peter, you know, Paul never met Jesus in the flesh, never saw Jesus in the flesh. And Paul had a greater concept and idea of what the resurrection meant than ben Peter did, who walked with Jesus. So that gives you an idea of what the importance of learning and thinking and growing can do for us and arguing well. And, um, and so you get that. And so when, when, when I think Peter, I think when Paul is saying, I can do all things, and he's in prison, I can do all things here, I can survive this time, I can survive being alone, I can survive the loss of everything, I can survive the fact that I'm probably going to be killed in here. Um, he's also saying, I can survive being parts of communities that don't see eye to eye. I can survive arguing with Peter. Some of us, if we argued with like the heads of the church, if there was like, we argued with the Pope, which is not the head of our church, I guess, but you know, we'd be devastated or someone that we hold up really high and that's like, you know, the scene police or something and then we, who, of, of the top of our scene and then, oh my God, I can't believe it. I just, oh, and it would just wreck us. And Paul realized that things were too important to allow situations like that to wreck him that he could survive it, and that he could push against the grain and still be a part of a community. But the, also the community has to realize is that I'm going to be willing to listen to people who push against the grain. I am going to be willing to listen to folks who disagree with me. And right now, that's where we are in culture. You know, um, 
I mean, the media is being restricted on how it reports on virus and things like that. I'm not saying that from like a conservative point of view. I'm saying that from like super left media. When I read the stuff I read in the super left media is like, hey, there's things happening here. Um, I put up a thing from um, Russell, Russell Brand up on my Instagram. You should really watch it. You know, that, guy, that guy's brilliant, you know, and, and a good thinker and, and open to, to really tough dialogue. Um, and it's an inspiration for me because I want us to be able to have these tough dialogues and ask these questions, you know, so, so we can be, so we can inherit the kingdom of God here on earth as is in heaven, you know, that we can live within, you know, live life well and that we can love our neighbors well and love our enemies well and, and grow and change from that. I do believe that these types of ideas can reform the church and actually can save the church. I do believe that. And honestly, that's one of the reasons I do it. Because I think there has to be a radical change. I think Phyllis Tickle was right when she said every 500 years the, the church has a garage sale. You know, and I was a part of the emergent church, and I think we all thought we were going to do it. And it ended up not happening, and we all stopped being emergent. I guess submerged again. Um, but I believe that. But we have to have ears to listen, and we have to be willing to disagree with each other well and grow together. And, and know that we can do that in community. And we can do that with grace. And, uh, and as people who claim Christianity as a Christian, I believe that that's my work. That's what we're called to do as a community. That's what we're, I'm called to do as, as a speaker and a leader. Um, so we just have to get the word out there. We just have to encourage other people to think like this and think well. And there may be like right now there's what, 18 of us listening, you know? But there's 18 of us that can go out there and, and, and live this example and show this by life, show this through life. Um, I know it's tough, but that's what community's for, you know? This week, I was really, really tough week, you know? And I had a great analyst. I called S Steve. We talked. I called Josh. We talked. You know, um, talk to people in the community, and uh, it helped. And so I'm here this morning. You know, that's the beautiful thing about community, um, and that we do carry each other's burdens. So it's simple as that. <laughs> It's just simple as that, which isn't very simple at all. Um, thanks. Listen, so with that, I'm going to go back to the supporting church because obviously if I'm going to be a good leader, I have to tell you what our needs are. And our needs are is, you know, honestly, we need to raise about three to four grand a month uh, to keep this thing going comfortably. Um, And so, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, and I want this not to just be something that's growing comfortably. I want to see this this community grow even more. And, and I want to see, you know, I want to be on different platforms because I believe this message. I believe in this message, it, 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 you know, and I believe that I'm, I'm good at giving this message and that I'm good at talking about practical things and taking complicated ideas and turning them into practical things. And I believe in my work. So... I hope you'll join me in this work and stand with me and, and let us move this stuff forward. You know, one of the, one of the cool things um, is that, is that, uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Um, I've been full-time parenting, so I'm really tired. Um, I need a nap. I really desperately need a nap. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to have time because I think the kids are on their way back now. So, but I'll take one tomorrow. I love you guys. If you can support us, that'd be great. I'm going to look at um, some, some talks. Oh, look, I got somebody asked me. 
Okay, well, this is our Q&A, our Afterglow. I'm gonna try to do Afterglow even though I just have the phone here, which is harder to read off of, but look. Um, are you liberal or conservative? You know what, I have always been, I'm a lifelong, uh, Daniel asked, I'm a lifelong Democrat. Um, but the past couple of years, I've become very disillusioned with my own party, and that has not driven me to the, the right. It has driven me further to the left. Um, I really liked Bernie Sanders. I thought he was, was really great. Um, so yeah, that's if you want to know what my political stance is. But also, I don't believe in scapegoating. So I, um, I don't like when people on the left scapegoat the right and try to be like, the right is the, all the problem. And I was like, no, the problem is probably capitalism and how we've just done the same thing and how really there's not that much difference between the right and left. Um, you know, for me, it's like, you know, Trump seemed really awful, but to me it was because he said a lot of stuff out loud that other politicians are smart enough just not to say. And, um, and so for me, I, I'm really disillusioned with politics. But um, there you go. Um, I'm a punk rocker. More than, you know, that's how I think. Okay, I'm going to read through some of these questions if I can. I'm not going to go all the way back. Praying for revolution, thank you. Um, Zoe earlier said two things can be true at the same time. I mean, two th different things can be tr two opposite things can be true at the same time. That's dialectics. I learned that a lot through dialectic behavioral therapy, which I highly recommend for anybody if you're looking for a good therapy. And, um, oh, Steve Peters says, no, I'm proud to be 69. I mean, that's just a miracle, folks. If you don't believe in miracles, talk to Steve. Um, hand clap, hand clap. Thank you. Nice to see that. Oversold timeshares. Uh, Zoe laughed at that. Thank you. You got that. A little inside baseball. The Romans roller coaster. True, Steve says that. Um, the sheep and the goats. Yep. We can go. I could talk. I'm going to do a whole talk on that, Steve, actually. Steve says, It always amazes me to witness the way so many Christians ignore the fact that they live in a country that the freedom of. Oh, shoot. I got to push Seymour. Freedom of religion in the Constitution, right? <laughs> Zoe says, I love James, and I love Jay, and I love Paulinian pastors. Thank you, is one. We got you, Jay, says Ken. Thank you, Ken. Um, Zoe asks, does 3K or 4K pay Caleb Rowe? Probably more close to 4K would help us, uh, would help us there. Um, I mean, I think 3K would do the job, but 4K would make it so we can do our work, pay our bills, you know, cost money for us to do all this online, the lights and the cameras and the renting, the not renting, having the being online and eventually we're going to have to be paying rent somewhere. So yeah, probably more close to four would help that because we'll be paying rent hopefully soon. Um, Steve says we need to make sure revolution continues. It's important work. Thank you, Steve. I do appreciate that. Um, Robert, Bob, good to see you, buddy. He says the problem is capitalism. I, I agree with Robert there. And I, if you think, Jay, that's crazy, I, I can recommend some books. Um, just hit me up like on Instagram or Twitter. Um, Joel, my cuz. Let's see if I can read his whole comment. Thanks for being here today, Jay. Up since 5 a.m. with a sick little one. Oh, I'm sorry, Joel. Not feeling great myself, uh-oh. That's the fun of being a parent, is when you have a sick little one, it usually, you become a sick big one. Got to a live talk, you did. The message was needed. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Jason Jess says, I love you, Jay. April says, I appreciate your raw and transparent. You are, and it's so refreshing. Thank you. And Robert says, though he is elusive, God is in charge. There you go. And uh, Ray is watching. Wow, and a lot of you held on to 
to the the Q and A afterwards. Thank you. That's nice. That's that's new. A lot of times people bail during Q and A. It's like the the last worship song. I'm always like, all right, gotta make it to the restaurant, make it to the Piccadilly cafeteria. Um, um, yeah, people are encouraging us to get on other platforms as soon as we can, and we're gonna try to do that as soon as we can. That's the issue. Is yeah, yeah. the thing is one of the things that the the multi platform thing is is it's either fourteen dollars or $75, and we haven't quite figured it out yet, but it's looking more like the multi-platform is going to cost us $75 a month to do. So we're looking at that as well. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, as you see in the Revolution Church, it says Revolution Church uh, put up the, the donation link, so you can go there and make a donation. We really would appreciate it. I honestly don't want to spend all my time trying to raise funds. Um, but I love my work and I love this community so much that I will do it if I need to do it for the, for the near seeable future. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a really hard thing. You know, it's funny when you run a church this long and you do this kind of stuff and then, you know, you get empathy sometimes for those TV preachers. Um, but then it gets to the point where you're like, Oh, he's got $10,000 shoes on. But you never know the story behind any of that shit. Life's complicated. And some of the times those guys are trying to fill a lack that they can't, that TVs and lights and cameras and success aren't bringing them. And so they think maybe shoes will bring them peace, you know? Um, I'll tell you what, I, shoes usually don't bring you peace. Don't usually fill the lack. Um, and big houses and cars and stuff like that won't do it either. And neither will God. So if God can't do it, you know, I don't think that stuff will either. I just want to have conversations. I don't, I'm not here to judge you about what you wear or what you don't. So hopefully we can be a better community and uh, we can be a community where people like that are welcome to come and sit down and talk to us. And you know, maybe even give us some ideas on how to survive. I mean, hell, if they can afford $10,000 shoes, you know, maybe they can teach us how to raise some money to stay on. <laughs> on social media alright everybody love you so much thanks for listening thanks for being with us this week and um, yeah take care of each other listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.